Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, yes, once again, sorry, I, I grabbed another new guest co-host for you. It's, uh, it's a hard life these days, just, just stumble across people left and right. Yes, I've, I've talked before on, there's now these agencies and, that connect you with people, but this gentleman did not come from an agency or whatever they're calling themselves these days. This came from the good old-fashioned power of word of mouth and networking, and uh, most importantly, with awesome influencers. So shout out to Tom and Andre. We'll probably talk about you guys today, but let's just dig into this guy. So... He's been named a top eight, not 10, top eight podcaster to watch in 2018 by Inc.com and has chosen as an icon of influence. There's a title, icon of influence in the new media space. So what started out as a way to connect uh, with top people and inspire others has become a way of life for him. Uh, Now getting played in over 100 countries every single week. He's able to make a greater impact than he could ever imagine. He not only speaks to organizations on how to overcome adversity and utilize podcasting to grow your business, but he helps others launch and grow their own podcasts as well with beginpodcastingnow.com. But without further ado, because we're going to talk about something powerful called the Growth Now Movement, Justin Shank, welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'm excited about the conversation. Before you hit record, we just were rapping, and I think we're going to have a great conversation. You're like, wait, 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 let's just record this because we can talk about this on the show. Well, uh, the best think- part is you show, you're, you're, dude, yeah, that happens to me all the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. I'm like, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, the good stuff doesn't get recorded. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just how it goes. <laughs> well, that, that's what frustrates me because I'm like, I catch myself doing this all the time. And I'm like, oh, God, let's just stop. Let's just stop our conversation, hit record. And you were just joking around. You just did that with a guy. Like, you literally hit record in the middle of his sentence. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be coming out in a week or two, that episode. And it, it'll the episode's literally going to start out with him mid-sentence. Because I was like, this is too good not to get. It's just going to go uh, from, like, intro and then boom, right into his sentence. I like. Yeah, it. I mean, I'll say something in the intro. Like, I know this is going to start off a little weird, but the guy was just dropping knowledge. And I think, I honestly think he thought I was recording. Um, but I wasn't. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've actually have a, I've had somebody mention that to me one time too. They're like, oh, did, did you already hit record? I'm like, no, we've just been shooting the crap this whole time, dude. Like, <laughs> we should probably pause and maybe rewind some of this. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, and actually, let's catch the listeners up. Um, I, I actually I just gave a shout out to Tom Schwab and Andre Young helping us getting connected. Actually, I think it was Andre first because I, I was actually just down at his house. I've known him now for almost two years and. I was coming down to Reading on business and I was like, I just happened to text him like the day before. I'm like, yo, dude, are you going to be around? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I've got my mobile kit. I'll throw it in the car. If we can cross paths, uh, I love doing live in-person stuff instead of just being in the home studio like this. So uh, have you ever had that kind of thing too, where you're just like, you know what? Let's go off the cuff, man. Like let's catch up at in person. Are you always behind the mic in the home studio? So I've done one or two live. Um, I, I, 
I end up because I interview people all over the place. I've I probably only had like three local people on my show, but I've ended up interviewing people, I think from like five or six different countries. A lot of my people are on the West coast. Um, so I do a majority of my shows like this. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it grow into a more in-person and live. And there's a small organization uh, here locally called small business resource association. And I actually do their podcast too. Oh, nice. um, and I do that in person. So I do get the feel. I love the in-person thing. It just, it makes a different connection. Totally. Um, for sure. But it was weird. I had uh, Ed Milet on my show. Um, wow. Yeah. And so I was chatting with him and he goes, you know, it's really weird. He goes, the fact that we were forced to stare at each other the whole time, he goes, I feel like this is a really effective way. He's like, I do mine in person. But if you watch my, if he's like, if you watch me on YouTube, I'm not constantly looking in the eyes of the person. He's right. like, it's like with this, you get super connected. Well, um, it's funny. Cause like I'm first at like, I'm looking at you, so to speak, but I'm actually looking at my webcam. Right. Yeah. So like my, I have a laptop here. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, like, I'm directing on video. So if you see this on YouTube, you'll see what I'm doing. But to the listeners, I'm pointing to my left, which is my laptop screen. Directly in front of me is my uh, secondary monitor. And then I have my webcam up to the right on a flexible arm. And then obviously I have my boom mic and everything else. So everybody's got a different home studio look and feel. Yeah. Um, but I, I, in the beginning, I was a little bit different than you. I did a lot of in-person stuff. Because I have no problem throwing myself to the wolves. So I, when I got my show going, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just try and reach out to people that I know um, that are good influencers locally and just start recording with them. And also just the power of going to conferences. So actually, uh, you and I were just chatting before the show about uh, – shout to Joe Pardo who founded Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. And when I launched this show, we launched September of 2016 – I had just bought a ticket down to the fir- my first attendance of MapCon, and I thought I'd time it that way, and I brought my gear with me, and I actually did live recordings at that event for my show because I'm like, hey, I'm a new podcaster. I'm going to go to a conference to immerse myself to try and figure this out more, <laughs> and let's yeah. score a couple recordings maybe. Like If I hadn't brought the gear... I wouldn't be ready to, you know, snatch a few up. So I was, I was a little bit different than you. I was just, yeah, I'm just throwing myself in the wolves. I kind of do that to myself all the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, man, it's funny. I started podcasting two and a half years ago and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't do the proper amount of research. Um, I had, I used to have a co-host. The show didn't do well at all for the first year and a half. Like Mm -hmm. I was probably doing between a hundred to 200 downloads an episode. And, um, when I started to figure it out and I started to spend time with other podcasters, that's when I started to started to grow the audience. Right. So like I asked my co-host to take a step back and I really kind of doubled down on, on being genuine and authentic and like, how do I tell the right story? Uh, and now I'm doing between 10 and 15,000 downloads an episode. Nice. And so it's been like this organic growth, but for the first year and a half, there was no growth because I did everything wrong. So you did it the right way by immersing yourself and learning, you know, and, and then, and jumping right in that way. But I jumped in completely wrong. Well, let's be real. The journey is still going to be a struggle, right? I think uh, like, I love your branding of growth now. Right. And uh, I just, I was, we were literally, this is actually perfect timing. I was at a dinner last night. Um, a local restaurant here was recently on one of the Gordon Ramsay shows. Like he comes in and does this. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. Was that the, Oh, the shanty 19th. It's on 19th here in Allentown. So anyway, uh, I was like, you know what? I didn't like it before. <laughs> so I was like, let's, let's give him another shot. Um, Still wasn't impressed. Anyway, <laughs> different story. <laughs> they so, still have to execute after Gordon Ramsay tries to I'm fix like, it. 
I think I feel like they kind of went back to some of the stuff they were doing before. Uh, oh, anyway, sure. I mean, the, the new day core is nice. Uh, one of the new entrees on the menu was nice. It was a uh, bacon wrap pork loin. And I had just competed in a, a CrossFit competition yesterday. And my fiance also competed too. So we were starving. So I was like, I, I don't care at this point. Let's just, let's just lock it down, man. <laughs> but reward uh, yourself. right? Exactly. A friend of hers was at dinner with her, her husband and we were catching up and they're, they're childhood friends. And, and she was talking about her career struggle and, and she, she left a comfortable job of eight years to, you know, go to a different, almost competitor and, and she's frustrated and everything else. And we were talking about, I was like, I was like, listen, like the, frustration and the stress and not knowing what you're doing is annoying at first, but let's be real. You, did you forget about your first year with that company eight years ago? Like that comfort came from you going through all that crap before. Like you just yeah. have to remind yourself of that. I mean, that goes back to podcasting too. Like every time I try something new and different with this show, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah. It's like, Oh, is it going to work? Is it not? I mean, do you still do some of that trial and error stuff to this day? You know, it's funny. Um, I After my 100th episode, which I'm at about 170 now, um, I added a second episode a week. So I do like a five-minute Friday type of thing, which I call my, my weekly moment of growth. Okay. And, and it's just me, right? And so I was really, really nervous about that because at this point, I'd already learned that podcast listeners are creatures of habit. You know, I'm blessed and honored that they show up every single Tuesday and spend 45 minutes to an hour with me. Um and so here I am like throwing this extra thing in and actually my numbers dropped. Interesting. Um, they dropped, but and then they slowly climbed back up, but it was an interesting kind of take on like, let me play with this a little bit and see how people are going to react. Um, and then just recently I had a guy on my show who was like the vocal awareness coach for like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Angelina Jolie and like all these massive people. I'm sorry, vocal awareness coach. Yes. Okay. Uh, which I was like, what is what does that even mean? I was gonna like, say, I'm like, I'm right there with you. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. He's not he's not a public speaking coach. Like he doesn't teach you how to public speak, but he teaches you how to find your real voice. Uh, and it's an interesting thing. And so in the episode, it I didn't interview the guy. Like I didn't talk about his story at all. He just coached me. And so it was him for 45 minutes coaching me. And the response that I've gotten from that episode has been outstanding. Really. And so I think I might do a little bit more of that of like bringing people on to actually coach me because I'm very very coachable yeah like I am I'm willing to learn and get better and I know I'm not the best and right there with um, you so dude it was it was the most uncomfortable 45 minutes of my life working <laughs> with this guy um but everybody was loving it like the and I'm still getting people like I was actually went and had some drinks with a friend last night and she was like that episode was incredible what and episode so, you know we're gonna link that in the show notes what episode was that uh, that's a great question. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me look that up really quick. Yeah, um, I'm the worst with that stuff. I'll, t- I'll take a note here and then let me know. And I want to make sure we link that into the uh, the blog content for the One, listeners. Episode 165. 165. Yeah, we want to link it because I'm gonna I want to go back and listen to that one because I love that. I love the. You know, I hear obviously clearly. I think it's it's fun finding people that are more obsessed about podcasting than I am, and. Um, <laughs> I don't do it for a living, so to speak. Uh, but you and I were just talking before the show about how how people monetize shows differently or choose not to. And like my fiance loves Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the fact that I have to skip the first six to eight minutes because he's just vomiting commercials for literally six to eight minutes. And I'm like, dude, yeah. stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I get it. Making- I- 
six figures every episode. Like well, again, you know, but here's the deal though, dude. That dude had a he already had a reputation. He already had a brand. And like yeah. my fiance is like, oh, when are you going to do the same thing to your show? And I'm like, babe, I didn't, I wasn't the star of uh, Fear Factor and an MMA yeah. fighter and the, the guy who's on all the MMA fights. Like, it's a different world. Uh, you can't just extrapolate the same best practices, if you want to call them that, across all shows. It's not that way. And yeah. like, you know, I were talking about how, okay, I technically have monetized my show because I've had companies send me you know, products and stuff like that. And I've, uh, if I like them, I'll, I'll throw them a quick plug, but they're not a sponsor. I just say, Hey, if I love, like there's a company I love that they have a, it's a Filipino nut. It's one of the healthiest nuts on the planet. Eat pilly nuts. Love them. Best snack nut ever. I'm a big keto guy and health and fitness nuts. So I was like, Hey, I'll throw them a plug once in a while. I blast them on social media. Every time I have a new box of nuts showing up. That's right. People I have, a, I have a favorite nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've but, never even heard of these nuts. Oh man, you are missing out. I mean, the richest concentration of magnesium I've ever seen in a, in a snack food. So, That's uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, you're missing out. But anyway, the, the point here is that, you know, I've also gained a, a marketing client. Like I'm helping him grow his, I mean, he, and he's, he crushes it. Like he is, you ever hear of Vinny Tortorich? Mm-mm. So he runs the successful podcast for seven years now, Fitness Confidential. He guest stars on the Adam Carolla podcast. So wow. Adam Carolla has the Guinness record for po- like most downloaded podcast. Yeah, most downloaded show or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So it's like, okay, so that guy, he he, he calls it the uh, the Corolla effect. Like whenever he goes on Corolla's show, his show grows. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine getting on a show like Joe Rogan or Ed Milet and your sole purpose was to go and plug your show. Like you'd have a massive jump. I mean, especially for me, cause I'm in self-development. If I got on Ed Milet show, mm-hmm. it'd be, I'm still trying, by the way, I still talk to Ed on a regular basis. I'm still trying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not famous enough. Well, and here's the best part. Vinny never wanted to go on his show per se to plug his own show. Uh, it's just v- Vinny is the, the he, celebrity fitness trainer. Like he spent his whole career in LA he knows a lot of well-to-do people in LA. Yeah. So enough people had mentioned his name through the grapevine. They kept saying, Oh, you got to get this guy on your show to talk about health and fitness. And they finally reached out to him. And that's how Adam and him became friends. They've not, they're not friends for years now because they've, you know, he, you know, Vinny's the health and fitness guy and Adam loves bringing him on and just talking crap and having fun. So, uh, that's but cool. it's funny how that it just, naturally happens and now and then Vinny became friends with dr drew and dr drew is obviously the old if you remember way back you know it was the adam yeah. and dr drew show or whatever it was it called it was called uh love line or something yeah they had the love line so they yeah, had, it was on the radio yeah so between drew and 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 adam they still do they have like three or four different shows all podcasts now so they yeah. still they still do their thing <laughs> and then Vinny sometimes pops in on a couple of them so, and then Vinny, I've been on Vinny's show, Vinny's been on my show, and now Vinny's one of my clients. So it's just funny how that stuff just works out. That, that's uh, exactly the, the point, right? And we talked about, like, we didn't have this celebrity before we started the show. And I, and I said to you before we hit record, like, I tell everybody that comes to me and says, I want to start a show. I ask them why. And they're, they're like, oh, I want to grow an audience, blah, blah. And I was like, look, the first thing we need to realize is that 80% of these shows are doing less than 100 downloads an episode. And all of a sudden, like, I, I'll pay attention to the reaction. If they're, like, completely bummed out and upset, I won't work with them. No. Um, but I've interviewed people that have become clients. Um, you know, Natalie Jill, we talked about her. She was on my show. Then she became a client. Um, Cindy Eckert, who uh, was actually just on Tim Ferriss' show not that long ago. She's mm-hmm. a client of mine. Um, 
you know, she was on my show and I was like, why don't you have a podcast? And, and she's like, well, I don't understand podcasting. And I was like, I kind of understand podcasting. You don't have to understand it. <laughs> I'll yeah, understand exactly. it for you. <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is sit down and have a conversation. And she's actually the, the founder of Female Viagra, by the way. If you want to go off on a tangent, I didn't even know that really? existed. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, she sold I, I did know there was some type of female Viagra. I'm not sure if they were, are they actually using that branding? It's called, no, she actually tries to avoid that branding. Uh, it's called Addy. <laughs> Just Addy. Yeah, it's called Addy. I'm sure it's short okay. for whatever the actual medical term of the drug is, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. And it's funny because she, she sold the company for 1.2 billion. Of course. And then the company that bought it got in trouble for selling it for too much. And they gave her back the company. What? For free. Yeah. Okay, that I've never even heard of. That's... It's unreal. Like, they took, they're like, we'll, we'll give it back to you. You run it again. We just want, like, it was a small percentage of what. Oh, because they, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got, well, they got in trouble. And when a drug company gets in trouble, forget it. It'll, they'll go bankrupt in a, in a day. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Addy, A D D Y I. Yep. Try today for $25 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cheap. Yeah, I mean, well, this one little pink button on here. Hold on, I'm gonna do some screen sharing for you. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, on the YouTube, we, we love you guys too. I mean, obviously, podcasting audio rules, but I like to show some love to the video world too. But yeah, look at that right there, a big pink button. Try yeah. it today, 25 a month. <laughs> there you go. There's two asterisks next to it. So I know, right? Like, well, what does that mean? Okay, yeah. there's always some but, fine print going on here. And then here's your fancy science word, flabanserin. Yeah, good luck. AKA Addy. Yeah, yeah I wonder, I should have asked her, like I talked to her on occasions. She's my client, but I, I talked to her team more than I talked to her. Um, but I should ask her like where that name even came from. Yeah, uh, very interesting. We got pictures of brains and everything else on here. Oh, well, enough about yeah. that. <laughs> my thing is this, it's, 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 it's still a drug, right? So yeah. I, I'm such a health and fitness nut. I have no problem reminding people that, guys, all forms of pharmaceuticals are just a medical Band-Aid. You haven't found the root cause now. Right. Uh, that's a whole different uh, podcast. So, but, since <laughs> I'm already screen sharing, boom! Oh, look, that's me. Look at that. Growthnowmoving.com, huh? Yeah, we. You should check out. I'm plugging myself here. GNMLive.com, which is my live event that's coming up. But that is. Um, that's, I forgot you that's, had a separate URL for that. G. No, it's GNMLive.com. Oh, GN. Hold on, GNMLive. Yeah, I know. I, I like so. It's funny. So the guy who built this website didn't build the other website. Um, oh yeah, you didn't so like the, you didn't like him. <laughs> or, yeah, uh... that's why. I don't want to. Just in case I listen to this, I didn't like the other guy. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, so that's why they don't link. But yeah. This is, well, this I mean, obviously, so that helps the listeners understand this, right? So like, okay, growth now movement. That's your core brand. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you having success growing your brand, and as I hinted before, you and I started recording the show. I geek out about branding, so I have to bring this in, right? We talk about health, business, and lifestyle on the show, so it's awesome that you've, you know, you've literally been able to build a a lifestyle, a freedom lifestyle, so to speak, you know, by living in the podcast domain. But now you you've grown your brand enough to the point where you have the cojones <laughs> to launch your own live event, yeah, right here in Pennsylvania. Dude, it's it's extremely nerve wracking, um, but yes. exciting at the same time. Like this is really always I feel like I had the live event in my head before I even had the podcast. Right. And so for me, for me to finally be able to kind of bring it to real life um, is exciting. But but again, it's scary. Like it's a massive financial undertaking. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. Events like, aren't people, cheap. Dude, it's amazing how many people are like, yo, dude, just give me a free ticket. 
there's a there's a cost to that. I can't just give you a free ticket. Um, well, plus, yeah, I don't believe in free. Right. I, I've I, done I this. Agree. I've spent years in sales and marketing. When you get something for free, there's no skin in the game. There's no commitment. I'd rather see people pay up front and then like, okay, maybe you credit them later, right? It's like, okay, yeah. if you're serious, fine. Buy in, commit. That way you show the hell up because I want to pack the seats. I don't want you getting a free ticket and then, oh, I don't feel like coming or I got distracted. Like if I drop two Gs on an event out West, like I'm going to an event mm -hmm. out West. Like I've dropped two Gs on it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's the thing, man. Like uh, you're hundred percent right. And there are events out West that they do that. Like you could buy a ticket and you get refunded when you get there. Like it's a reward to show up, but if you don't show up, you don't, you don't get your money back. Yeah. Um, but I also know when companies do that, they're going to then sell me something. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, so the cool part about my event is I'm not selling anything from the stage. Um, it's literally come and, and, you know, make a big impact in your life. There's celebrity speakers like Fabio Viviani and Sarah Centrella and Albie Manzo from Real Housewives in New Jersey. And, you know, I, I, I feel blessed with the relationships that I've built that I can now give what I've been able to do over the last two and a half years to other people and make those connections and allow that those interactions. And so, just really, really excited to, to be able to kind of bring that here to Reading. There's already people coming from nine states in Canada to attend, which is wild. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, because people are like, well, you can't do something like this in Reading. There's no airport there. I'm like, watch me. Oh, come um, on. Oh, you're surrounded yeah. by airports. You got Harrisburg, you got Philly, and then and Newark still isn't even that far. So Exactly. It's only an extra hour. And I mean, you got you DC. Know, people go shoot up from the DC airport if they wanted to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's it's gonna be a game changing event and just something I'm really excited about. But like you said, you, you build this brand and then you have to, you go, everybody was like, what's next. And you know, I was finally glad that I could start talking about this. And I'm like, this is what's next. Uh, and my goal is to, you know, grow it year over year. Um, but the crazy part of the story is like, I have a massive fear of live events because I used to own a company where I did seminars and expos. And I, and I did that for as a part-time side thing for about two years and, and pretty much saved all the money that I was making with a business partner. And we decided to dump it all into this one event. We, we paid a speaker a lot of money. I won't say his name because he didn't refund us. We paid a speaker a lot of money to come speak at the event. We spent, we paid, I think we, we ended up spending double on advertising what we paid him. So it was like 30, we were like 30 grand in and at the time I was 25 and broke. So we're like 30 grand into this event and we sold three tickets to it. Ooh. Oh, and by the way, all three tickets were sold through Groupon, which uh, if you know how Groupon works, you have to no. cut the price in half, and then you only get half of what you're getting paid. Uh, I do. So yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. I know a lot of people in the CrossFit and the fitness space, and I, it drives me nuts when I hear that their primary marketing budget is centered on Groupon. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, <laughs> you want to do that once a year just to get like a little infusion of new faces? Fine. That is not proper advertising and marketing. <laughs> no, it, it's not at all. Like, and you know, the reality is like when you're doing a live event and you're, and you're solely just, you know, the, it's the tickets that are giving you money pretty much. Like it's important that I actually sell these tickets at, at, at the price that's there. I mean, that's yeah. just business and business one oh one. You got to make money with everything you're doing. Cause it's your time. It's your energy. It's your passion. It's all that stuff. That it's your own skin in the game, right? Yeah. It's not just, you're asking people to come to an event, and put their skin in the game to to put their butts in the seats, but they have to be reminded that, dude, I had to put my own skin in the game as as your host, as your event founder, creator, uh, manager. You know, it, when you're doing your first event, all the things, it's all you, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless you're lucky enough to have one hell 
of an inner circle or mastermind group that, you know, is loyal and is there to back you up. So by the way, do you have yeah. some of that? So it's, it's, that's a great question. So I do have a, a mastermind that I run, um, about pot for podcasters. Um, and actually the day before the event, I'm running a half day mastermind for anybody who buys a VIP ticket, they can come to the half day mastermind for podcasting. Which that's is smart. Cool. Joe Pardo yeah. does that with MapCon. It's always actually after the event, actually. So it's like that Sunday. So he'll do yeah, it so Friday, actually, Saturday and then do a Sunday. So I have the seven speakers and then I'm inviting 20 movement makers. So these are people that have been on my show who've impacted my life, who've really kind of done it. So I have like Sean Thomas, who's Ask a Millionaire on Instagram. Um, I have Justin Wren, who's actually right over my shoulder. He's a Bellator MMA fighter. He's been on Rogan's podcast six times. Um, he's coming in. I have an Olympic bronze medalist coming, social media experts. And we're doing a half-day mastermind the day after nice. with the movement makers and the speakers. And then I have a VVIP ticket level, which there's only uh, six left. There's four sold but six left that are $2,000, but you get dinner with the speakers and then you get to come to the mastermind. Yep. Um, they really do the same thing that, at Thrive. I don't know if you've ever seen the Thrive event, but. So I, I haven't, um, I want to, I would like to go though. That's, um, who's the guy who runs Cole that? Hatter. Yeah, that's right, Cole Hatter. I think Nick, San, Nick Santanastasso spoke at it this last year. Yeah, so I've gone the past three years and it's a powerful event. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I've talked on this show before. I mean, for the listeners, I mean, obviously we're, we're here to chat about growth now and what inspired you know, you to create this, but maybe, maybe this event doesn't click with you. I'm always reminding people like find an event that might click with you and just go. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Get outside your comfort zone and put yourself in, in an environment where you're surrounding people that are at your level or maybe below your level or above your level. There's going to be a, a conundrum of all of that. So I love events. Yeah. yeah and dude. And, and that's exactly the thing. Like it's events that have changed my life. And I just posted something on Facebook the other day that got a massive reaction where I was like, just because you speak on stages doesn't mean you can't learn from people speaking on stages. Like mm -hmm. I, I speak all over the country and it's usually on podcasting or, or relationship building or whatever, but I go to more events than probably most people. But what I do differently is I actually take action afterwards. Yep. I think that's the thing. And, and you're, you know, you do the same stuff. Like you're, you're not going just to get the rah, rah and you no. feel great because that happens too. Like you feel really good after an event, but it's about the action you take afterwards. Like, yeah, people, the, the biggest mistake I've, I've learned, because I, I, we've all had to learn that, right? I mean, every, oh God, I've lost track of how many years now, but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate for personal professional growth. And the biggest mistake that I've seen, because I've also made those mistakes years ago, is people go to these events. Obviously, I just told the listeners, like, you need to go to an event, right? Um, so you go to growth now movement and the biggest miss, the, the biggest failure, I should say, and, and failure is a strong word, but the biggest failure that I can see is if you do not set some type of game plan ahead of time to figure out how you're going to keep that energy flowing after the event, because I don't, every event I go to, you're high, you're just, you're pumped. If you're, if you're very outgoing, you meet all these amazing people, you make all these connections. And then it's two weeks later, four weeks later, two months later and the steam has dissipated. Right. Yeah. And the, the locomotive is now stuck at the station. <laughs> You're exactly where you were before. Right. And then they're like, Oh man, I got to get back to another event. Well, do you, or maybe that one event was already expensive enough. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't afford to go till next year. Some people are in that budgetary role. It's like, well, okay then. So what can you do to reinvest back into that event? Like, what did you learn? How do you keep it going? Like, yeah. do you talk about this? Do you, or you have somebody talking about this at your event? 
Yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking about that. And part of the reason that movement makers are being invited is to make sure that there's gonna be connections that help people level up. Nice. Um, you know, guarantee like you said, you go to these events and there's people on your level, there's people below your level, and there's people above you. Well, I'm guaranteeing you the people above you. Yeah. And they're all some of the kindest human beings I've ever met in my life who are willing to give their time and energy to help other people. Oh, it's like, 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 like my uh, right behind your uh, left shoulder is uh, Preston. He's, yeah, Preston Smiles. Yeah. I, met, I met him at Thrive. And oh, nice. him and his wife are just absolutely amazing. I love yeah. them. Their energy is, is contagious. So a hundred percent. Yeah. He was actually, before I interviewed Ed, he was the episode where I said, that's the episode. If somebody says, what's the one episode? I was like, the Preston Smiles episode is a game changer. Cause he's just incredible human being. Genuine. And, then I have Fabio, and then there's other people above, which I'll have to introduce you to some people. Like since you're into the fitness space, like Natalie Jill and stuff like that for you to connect with. And I think that'll kind of be, be honored. Yeah. I mean, that's the other fun thing. Like I, it's funny after the first six months to a year of this show, you, like I, I've been a networking junkie for years. I, I love, mm. I've actually tried to, I'm actually here in 2019, I'm moving beyond the word networking. Tom Schwab and I talked about this because I said a lot of people have bastardized, I guess, how you would portray the true art of networking. And uh, Michael O'Neill talks about this because he, he created a training on that. And uh, the art of the interview, I think it's called his training. And the biggest thing that drives me nuts is that it's like when you go, remember, <laughs> early in your career, did you ever go to like those Chamber of Commerce events? Oh, yeah. 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 We've all, everybody has started there. And there's people yeah, to like, this day. It's just like, just, it's just like people are just making it rain with their, with their <laughs> business cards. It's like, yeah. oh, how many can I get out today? There's no genuine connectivity. There's no genuine offer of transfer of influence is a term that I've been popping in my head lately. Like it, so growing beyond networking to me is becoming an influencer or helping other influencers connect with the right audience. So that's, that's one thing that I took under my responsibility as a podcaster. I said, wait a minute, I pump out since I founded this show, two shows a week. So like in a couple of weeks, I'm going to hit 250. So, that's amazing. and you've, got a bigger show than I do. So it's interesting. So it's like, but I'm playing the long game. I'm not worried about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't log into my site and stare at the downloads day in and day out. Yes. You I will don't, go. You don't hit, constantly hit refresh. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe, maybe when I first started. Yeah. Oh, I totally did when I first started. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's like, like, why is nobody uh, listening? <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and to this day, I, I still know the top performing episodes. Like there's this one yeah. guy, Dr. Jack Cruz. He's a famous neurosurgeon big guy on uh, blue uh, blue blockers and yep. brain health and that dude no one has touched his downloads it's he's still the biggest spike in the show's history so that's amazing uh, it's interesting that's, how you that's get those one-offs hmm? does he have a huge following or why why do you think that is oh he's got a big following yeah yeah because yeah, he's he's the he's the weirdo to some people because like he's he's very intelligent um and he's obsessed about teaching people about removing EMFs and, and uh, obviously incandescent lights versus daylight and proper sleep cycles and brain health and all this stuff that he actually, you, you know, about the biohacking and like Dave Asprey and bulletproof yep, yep. radio. So he's like, you know, I remember we talked about this, this is back in 2017, I think. And uh, he's just like, Oh, he's like, well, when you're ready, he's like, we're going to move you beyond the, the biohacking and move you into the mitohacking. Because he talks about the mitochondria, which is the power plants at the, within your cells. Like that's like the. So he's like, no. He's like my followers. He's like they're 
uh, mitochondriacs. You know, they're they're mitohackers. And I was like, whoa, wow. okay, man, you're blowing, my, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even know this was a thing, let yeah. alone you're going to take me there, which is crazy. And it's funny you talk about the blue blockers and, and Dave Asprey. He owns a company called True Dark. Yeah. Um, and one of the one of the speakers at my event, Justin Cavanaugh, is the, the business consultant for True Dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he go, he's constantly in in uh, Austin. Uh, I think it's Austin, Texas. He flies out there and, and consults with the company and stuff like that, which is which is crazy. Um, just because the guy is known as like a top five um, speed and performance coach in the country, like he trains guys to get ready for the NFL Combine and stuff like that. Yeah, but he's also like this great business mind. Uh, and he like consults with big companies like that. And people don't realize he does that thing because his branding for himself is the speed and, and performance coach. It's interesting because in the health and fitness space, the biggest thing that I've found is that there is a lack of business knowledge. You find, I, I discuss this all the time because I drop into a lot of CrossFit boxes because I'm across, I'm actually, I was coaching a class this morning and I don't really coach anymore, but a buddy of mine owns a facility too. And he's like, Hey dude, can you come me on a class today? And I'm usually there working out anyway because every yeah. Sunday we do a, a hero workout. So it's always honoring a fallen hero. And uh, I was like, Psh, I got you. So, and I, I just competed in a competition yesterday. So really I needed today as a rest day anyway. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go in and yell at other people and get them motivated and get them sweaty. And I, I get to actually not work out. So <laughs> <laughs> worked out perfectly, right? Exactly. So, and we're friends. Uh, you know, we, we hung out on New Year's Eve and everything else. So uh, nice. I'm going to his wedding. They're coming to our wedding, you know, all that stuff. So that's awesome. But, that's really cool. But the biggest thing yeah. we all chat about is the lack of business knowledge. And yeah. there's constant passion. That's one thing I love about the health and fitness space. There's constant passion. And you see CrossFit trainers want to create their own community, create their own box, create their own business. You see personal trainers do the same thing. Um, if they're smart enough and they find a way to really niche themselves and they're really good at attracting people, you can build your own Heck, you could be your own cycling consultancy. You could be your own running consultancy. But day in and day out, man, I'm constantly seeing people just don't have a clue on the business side. So Yeah, it's 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 interesting because, and obviously I don't really know the space that well, but again, the guy I was just mentioning, he has a mastermind of, of gym owners and sports trainers, and he's teaching them the business side of it. Um, and you realize like when, and I've, I've spoken at two of his mastermind groups on different topics and mm-hmm. Um, you realize how, like you said, there's not much on the business side. They just, they were just good at a sport or they were, you know, they're super fit and they get into it. Cause like, I know this, but they don't know the back end business side of things. It's crazy. Well, I mean, let, let's tie it back to podcasting, right? I mean, wh- what was the stats you were just saying? How many podcasts launched in 2018? It's, so, it's something ridiculous. Like, like 200 million thousand or something. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Right. So, yeah. But I remember back when I first started, they, they were some of the some of the similar uh, statistics every single year. There's thousands of shows that launch every single year. Uh, just like just in the CrossFit space alone, they're they're. I mean, it's kind of died down in the past year or two. But when CrossFit really started blasting their brand and they became big, and the games started happening, and the games are on the ESPN, you just saw boxes opening left and right. And for the newer listeners, boxes are a gym, um, and. But then you give it a couple of years, people get burned out. They never really learned how to build a sustainable business. They never understood yeah. about proper profit management, et cetera, et cetera. And to this day, I got friends of mine here in the Lehigh Valley. There's probably 10 boxes around here within 30 minutes drive in different directions. And wow. there's, I mean, the, the one box, I think the owners still live in their parents' basement. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Busted his butt every day for this thing and living in your parents' basement. He's like, oh, because I love what I do. I'm like, I get it, but there's a balance here. Yeah. Like, I love podcasting, 
I don't get paid to do it like you do, but I could, if I ever wanted to pick that as a niche, I'm sure I could learn from you and figure that out one day. Um, look, look, I also want to, I also want to point this out. Like I don't make money from the conversations I'm having. Right. I've just understood the space well enough that I've, you know, began consulting and then it became production and then, you know, everything else. But yeah. podcasting is something very, very difficult to make money doing. There's very few people that just from their show alone, like, you know, there's not many Lewis Howes of the world who, who was a nobody and decided to just start chatting with people, right? Well, um, he did have the football background. I mean, that helped. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I've, known, I've known Lewis since 2009. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and so it's that's something that I don't talk about while recording. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's all, you know, I will say this though. Former professional athlete because he played one arena football team game. Come on now. Yeah. But yeah. look, dude, that guy, and this is what I say about Lewis. He is the master of branding. Mm -hmm. And he his live event is what I'm modeling after because I really believe in find the master or, or yeah, fi find the master, follow the model, right? Yep. His live event is bonkers. It's an amazing event. It's game changing. I've been every year. He's high um, energy. It's high energy. Dude, I watched him and this is no joke. But if you want to talk about the business side of things, I saw him this last year when I was there make $200,000 in an hour because he sold a thousand tickets, $200 a piece before like on the stage. It might've been within 20 minutes. Like, what, let me great. guess. He, did he do a pre-buy before next year's event? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. See, the same thing happens at Thrive. They, they're like, hey guys, we're unlocking the ticket for next year's event. Uh, if you buy it now, it's not going to be at this price ever again. And that's what I did every single year. I always bought the next year's Thrive yeah. ticket. So a hundred percent. And look, uh, all, you know, total transparency. I am selling something from the stage at growth. Now moving live. It's tickets to next year. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it. Like it's again, follow, you know, find the master, follow the model. Well, here's the other thing. I don't frown on that because no. if you're that confident in your event and you know, your event is going to kick ass, I expect it. I want yeah. to see that happen. I mean, some people might look at that like, Oh yeah, here he goes. He's always, there's always some kind of catch or whatever. Like there's no catch dude. If you don't want to buy the ticket, don't buy the ticket. I'm just saying I'm committed to bring this event back next year. I want to see if we have a guaranteed percentage of butts in the seats because then that might help me level the event up next year. Exactly. And isn't that the master plan for events is to try and level it up every year? Yeah, man. My, my big vision is to sell, sell out the Santander Arena one day, man. Like I want, I want this thing to grow and I want it to really become a movement. Like, you know, the growth thing is something I've lived every single day of my life and have ha grown leaps and bounds over the, specifically the last year or so. But the movement part, even though I have a great following on my podcast, I just feel like I'm talking to a computer screen and then all of a sudden people happen to be listening. Like, <laughs> Same I want to, yeah, right, exactly. Like I, it, I talk all the time about how podcasting is the most lonely thing, even though you're connecting with people. Like all of a sudden you, you know, the recording ends and then you just go, oh man, now what do I do? Yeah. Right. Like it's typical, you just live it in your own world. But um, I want to create the movement part. And that's why I'm doing the event. Like let's, let's live this brand fully. Um, and I want to see this thing grow, man. And, and, and it's more of like, how many lives can I impact? Um, and it's done. You, you said it earlier, like live events, game changer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I have the marketing background. I've done event management. I've done like, just like you. And I've, it's not like that hasn't popped into my head because I go to other people's events. I'm like, Oh, maybe one day I'll run some an event. But then I started enjoying speaking like you. And I said, mm -hmm. well, why do I have to have my own event? I'll just speak. I love speaking. Yeah. My fiance will tell you, I have the, 
annoying gift of gab. <laughs> I will talk to anybody. So you've got a great podcaster's voice. I'll give you that. I've been told that. Yeah. So I think it's the Heil PR 40. I really think it's all Mike. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do. I do show respect to the technology. So, uh, but I have been told that I do a good job on the mic. So I said, well, great. Uh, hopefully one day people respect that. I mean, I actually do have like, I've had shows get thousands of downloads. I'm not consistently hitting the 15 K per episode. I'm excited when I see an episode, like within the first 24 hours, you know, exceed a couple hundred, like, there you go. Boom. That's, you know, it's got, it's got a good consistent following. So dude, um, like I say to everybody, when, when my clients say to me, Oh, I'm only doing 150, 200 downloads an episode. I go, look, dude, you're a public speaker. Right. And he goes, yeah. And I go, would you show up to that room every single week? If I guaranteed you 100 to 200 people, of course. Well, why, why aren't you like approaching this with the same enthusiasm? And on top of that, it's probably close to the same 200 people every week. Like these people love you. Like, this is your tribe, man. Like, you're growing something. And that's the beauty of podcasting. This is the only long-form medium that we consume anymore as humans, yeah. is podcasts. Um, and so it's the greatest way to build a relationship with your audience. I tell people that all the time. Like, why, why do you still do it? I'm like, well, actually, not just because of the listeners, but I personally enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love, because I, I have people call, ask me all the time now, because I've always been the health and fitness nut. They're like, well, how do you keep up with everything? I said, well, I love it when I get on new guest co-hosts who know more than me. Cause I'm actually picking their brains. You know, yeah. you and I are geeking out about events and, and, you know, personal and professional growth today, which just fuels my fire anyway. Like I, that's, that's live the fuel dude. Like I, it says fuel up on my coffee mug for a reason. Like it's like, it. this is what you do. I get to fuel up every time I talk to somebody like you, a fellow influencer, I get to then pass that knowledge on to my listeners. Then my listeners learn about you because you're a fellow podcaster. Sweet. That means they can go listen to your show. And there's all this cross-pollination going on. I've spoken to podcasters about this all the time. Like, guys, go on each other's show. You don't understand the power of that. Cross-pollination. Yeah. Dude, not, not only that, honestly. Like, So when I speak, I do like the top five things to grow your audience. I think number two on the list is you have to get in front of podcasters. And you do that by getting on shows and getting in front of the right audience. You do that, like say you're doing 3,000 downloads an episode. I think the conversion rate's usually one to one to 10%, depending on how bad or good I am as a guest. And those people will check me out. If, if they like my show, they stick around. If they don't like my show, like I always, when I get on bigger shows, like there's always a spike in my numbers. Oh always. yeah, it's inevitable. Like, yeah, like I was actually just on um, Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup and like her show is massive. She's gotta be doing, if I had to guess, she's probably doing 30 to 40,000 downloads an episode. Um, and like, I had a, I had a spike, like, I don't, I don't notice them as much when I'm on other shows. Cause again, the majority aren't doing really anything. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the greatest way to grow your show is to get in front of people that, you know, are listening to podcasts. Only 28% of Americans listen to podcasts on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So and if it's you still have growing, yeah, well, I mean, two years ago, it was 14%. Like the listenership is growing like crazy. Um, but again, 28% is a very small niche market and that's people that listen to, to, only one show a month. Like it might be only one episode a month or whatever that yeah. they listen to. So, you know, I, how I, do you really grow that audience? My one client listens to podcasts, but he doesn't even do it through apps. He will only do it on his web browser at really? his computer. I was like, really? I mean, he's, he's older, but I said, Hey, at least you're listening to podcasts, but yeah, yeah. he's, he's the same way. He's not a consistent listener of a lot of content. And if he does listen, it's going to be from his desktop, not from a app or from a smartphone. And I was like, wow, you are very unique. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's your favorite podcast? Like, who do you listen to? Oh, I have, I have a consistent, like, obviously I actually, that's how Vinny 
I think, got to know me because I've been listening to his show, and I tweet every single episode. I share his show from the app every single time I complete an episode. I tweet it. I've been doing that for four years, five years. So awesome. that was another reason why he kind of knew me because he retweets every one of mine because that guy lives on Twitter. I don't care about Twitter. I just I yeah. just share stuff on Twitter, whatever. I, I, I'm more on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, but Vinny's one of my top ones. Um, my uh, Michael O'Neill, I've always been subscribed to him. He was actually my first coach. He, he coached me. Uh, I was in with his private mastermind group when I got the podcast going. So awesome. I've stayed subscribed to him out of respect and loyalty there. And I pop in and out of his show once in a while. Um, I've been really enjoying the, uh, the MF CEO. Yep. Andy Frisella. He's been on my show. Yep. Yeah. So I've been, I'm, I'm all the way up on him. He doesn't put out a lot of content actually. It's, he's not like you and I, like I'm a long form guy. Yeah. He's, he's pretty short term. He just wants to drop his knowledge and get off. Um, it depends though. Like, I mean, the last three were 20 some minutes. Then like two before that was 94 minutes. So, uh, and then I'll, I pop in and out on Joe Rogan, but I, it drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, and I love the social media marketing podcast by Michael Stelzner. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. heard of him. So yep. that's just, I, I do that just for research to keep myself up on stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've become more, so I don't absorb as much content as I used to. Um, but I've become more of like, okay, I want to learn something. Is there a podcast on that? Yeah. And so I'll, I'll absorb content that way. Cause you can, you can do it when you're driving, you do it when you're cleaning working out, whatever. Um, that's, it's just huge. I mean, it's just so easy to absorb that content, but I, I mean, I listen to, I listen to Rogan. I like Jocko. Do you listen to Jocko? Yeah, I, I'll pop in and out on Jocko. Yeah. He's he, a character. He's edgy, I, I try, man. <laughs> I just emailed him trying to get him on the show and immediate response of like, he's too busy to do shows right now. Try, yeah. try again later in the year. I'm like, thanks. But you see that, that's just, that's like sales 101. The door's not closed. Right. You know, no, it just means not right now. No, right. Exactly. And that's what they said. They said, try again later in the year or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they'll probably say the same thing then, but that's, people ask me all the time, like how did, like before my show did well, they're like, how do you get these big names on your show? And I was like, I just asked. Yeah. Like, A lot what, of people what, don't have the balls to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, guys, like it's people like people ask me that when I got my show going too. like, how do you keep getting guest co-hosts? I was like, one, most of my shows in the beginning were in person. So it was easy for me to connect that way. It took more work. Um, but then it got to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm listening to somebody else's show and I liked that person, I would look up their profile and tweet them. Or I would DM them nowadays on Instagram or something like that. Like, guys, like, reach out. Facebook message, LinkedIn message, Twitter message. The technology's there. You don't actually have to call somebody anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've never I've never placed a phone call to to get somebody on my show. It's always been yeah, word, word of mouth. Or the tweet thing or the Instagram thing or whatever. Yeah. I, it's funny. Like I actually, so the keynote at my event, uh, Fabio Viviani, yeah. I interviewed him and right after the interview goes, who do you want to interview? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'll introduce you to whoever. He ended up writing 50 individual emails, introduced me to people. That's wow. Bella, that's how, yeah. I've always loved that guy. I mean, my fiance and I have like watched all those chef shows and, yeah. uh, and yeah, I, I just always dig that guy. Yeah. Dude, he is one of the most genuine human beings on the planet. Um, his companies are blowing up. So 2017, they did 100 million. 2018, they did 200 million. Um, and they're projecting half a billion in 2019. Um, just did he mention if it was thanks to Top Chef or what, what? So he's always been a successful business person. So even before Top Chef, he, he became a millionaire and lost it all and then was building his wealth again. Yeah. Um, well, if you're, if you're a legit millionaire, you could always, if you're a legit millionaire, 
that means you have legit meaning. You actually have a good head on your shoulders. You can always make it back. Right, so. exactly. And he, I mean, he's obviously made it back tenfold. Now the celebrity of that show um, has really helped him. I mean, he's probably the most recognized person from America's Top Chef, however many seasons they've done, um, because he's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. But uh, he didn't even win. No. And he's still one of the most recognized people. So I think he was the runner up or whatever, but he was a fan favorite. I've never seen the show. I told him that he's like, Oh, that's, he's like, that's okay. I still like you. I'm like, thanks man. But he just opened up uh, a food court in the Hollywood casino in um, like out towards Harrisburg. He opened a food court. Yeah. It's like a higher end food court. Yeah. Like okay. he's it's, everything. Yeah, I mean, like food courts, like a mall food court. Right. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah. Okay. There's like a pizza spot. There's a burger spot. There's like, yeah. Um, but everything he does is like different concepts, but he partnered with Penn National Gaming. Um, and so I, w- I just went out there like this is how genuine he is. I brought my buddy who owns a coffee and donut shop here um, who just loves Fabio. So I brought him I'm like, yeah, man, come on. He just invited me to this, this opening thing. Let's go. Fabio spent 25 minutes just talking business with him. Like nice. this is how you franchise out. This is the best way to do it. Like those are the types of people that I've like I saw Fabio speak on a stage and immediately I went, I need to be friends with that guy. Um, when I saw him speak and you know, a year and a half later, I had him on the show and then we became friends. Well, that's um, why I told Andre like, and he's just like, Oh, he's like, you got to connect up with, you know, with you. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then I was like, okay, we'll get around to it. And I was like, and I, I want to make sure that I offer him to come on my show first, because that I believe in giving more than you receive. And, and one thing I've always done is any person's show that I've ever on, I've always blow. I always, if I'm on somebody else's show, it's, it's like second nature to me. I, I will share the hell out of it. I, I hit my email list. I, you know, it gets on social media. And the funny thing is to this day, that is still a struggle depending on the guest co-host to get them to follow through on stuff like that. And I, I don't get upset with it anymore. I'm like, you're just missing out because this is fresh new content that you didn't have to create. That's powerful. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right. So here is so this is a tip, right? So this is how you get people to share it out. Cause like I've had Lillian Garcia was just on my show. She shared it out on her Instagram, Facebook or Instagram stories. Like she shared it everywhere, but here's the key. You go, your show's live. Everybody, I'm already getting great feedback. People are loving it. And then I point out something that they said, which was like genius within the episode. And I go, they're really loving this. Like Ed Milet came on and talked about the blue Honda concept where mm. when you buy a blue Honda, all you see is blue Hondas. Yeah. Uh, and so I said to him, like, I, they're loving that. Like people are, are messaging me about that. I think the world needs to hear this. I would love it if you'd share it out. Um, and it gives them the confidence to then share it out. People question whether they were a good guest. They question whether they gave good content. They that's question good themselves. So when you when you kind of stroke their ego, they then share it out. So that's something that I teach people. And it really it really works. Ed Milet shared it out with his email list. Huh. His email is a million strong. That's strong. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Huge. And I was like, whoa, like that's insane, man. I'm just glad that I, w- I feel honored, right? Like I just feel blessed every day that things like this are happening. Yeah, you see, but it- you know, I, I didn't think about that because I procedurally, I there's other podcasts who forget to tell me that they aired my show or I, my guest appearance on their show and I find out like a week or two later or mm-hmm. I just, I happen to monitor their show and I'm like, oh, I'm up. <laughs> so then I go share. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I would have shared it right away because right. I'm just, I believe in the old little quote of sharing is caring. So, I never thought about stroking the ego, but it makes perfect sense. Cause every time I air an episode, I send out an email. It has the YouTube link. It has the episode link to my website. It has all the graphics. So I make sure your headshot and everything is done in an Instagram friendly format. So you already have the photo and people still don't understand. I'm like, I, I was like the file name says Instagram dash. And then they post the Facebook friendly format to Instagram. And I'm like, 
I made you, we, we made you an Instagram friendly <laughs> photo, like, and you're posting the YouTube one that I sent you or the Facebook one. I'm like, I'm thinking about this year. I might just not send that and just give them the Instagram and that's it. But yeah, you know, I mean, Instagram, Instagram has the best engagement now at all social media, in my opinion. Absolutely. I literally yeah. duplicate my Instagram to my Facebook page because Facebook is a pay to play platform. It's not worth my energy. Right. I don't get, I have more friends on Facebook than I have my likes on my page. I yep. don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. And well, I mean, my friends see my posts. People don't see my page posts. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I told you my one client has 2 million followers and she screenshot it when she shared something out her organic reach, 2 million likes on her page. It was 2000 people saw it. Oof. Like, could you met like it's, she did all that work. That's and then painful. That's painful. You spent yeah. all that time building that kind of following and that's what you end up getting out of it because yep. you didn't boost it. So, right. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't work either. No, I mean, I get it. It's a business and I, I, I have a friend of mine, she's a yogi and she's just like, Oh, well, Scott, how can I increase my, I don't get a lot of engagement on my posts. I'm like, don't worry about it. Grow it on Instagram. Uh, she's trying to build like more of a business friendly yoga, like to have companies bring her in and work with their employees anyway. I was like, get it on oh, LinkedIn. Nice. I'm like, it's wait, stop with Facebook. Yeah. You LinkedIn. I mean, a couple of years ago, LinkedIn almost shut down. Right. And now they're killing it. Yeah. I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded. So yeah. I've always supported the platform. It's interesting. They're really trying to make it more social esque. Um, they're giving a lot more functionality. You can post videos now and everything else. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. I, I love monitoring the market. I love to see how things are shifting and who's trying to stay ahead, ahead of the next guy. And yeah. Right so now, let me ask, let me ask you this. And, and it's funny. Cause I'm like, that's why I like this co-host kind of thing. Cause I can ask you questions. So since you're a podcast, point, man. You podcasting question, I get all the time. Um, and I don't get always get the opportunity to ask people is where do you see podcasts going? Um, because everybody asks me that question. So I have my answer, but I don't know what other people are thinking. Well, one, because I do it, I think that people need to stop using Skype. That's just me. And using things like Zoom, like I'm using, uh, because I can't tell you how many times my own client, Vinny, like complains when he uses Skype, when it has a technical issue. I'm like, why do you think I stopped using it? <laughs> it's like, I believe in having skin in the game. I pay for Zoom. It's even the most entry-level package. You can get Zoom for free, but... The most entry little package, like 15, 20 bucks a month. And I could personalize yeah. my IDs and brand it and everything else. And so one, get more professional. I'd like to see more professional podcasts, like taking their, 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 their art seriously. Um, the other piece of it is obviously the video. That's another reason why I went to Zoom. I, I, I started airing video back on episode 51. So uh, with Jack Cruz, actually, I think was the first uh, video episode. And... The reason why is I'm playing the long game. I know yeah. that YouTube, even though it has its ups and downs, will never drop away because Google owns it. <laughs> okay, yep. come on. It's Google. They they want their stuff to rank. And I I'm just I'm playing the long game. So I'm I'm thinking that my hypothesis is that audio is still hugely valuable. It's more intimate, but if you can double dip on the video front too. I don't call it a video podcast. I'm just taking what you and I did here today and I'm dumping it into YouTube. I'm not doing any crazy editing or anything else. Other people are doing all kinds of elaborate yeah. stuff. I was like, I love to keep it simple. Yeah. And do so, and video editing is not fun. No. So if you no. can avoid video editing, avoid it at all costs. I'll, yeah. I, it's I thought about getting an intern just for that. Somebody who geeks out about video and let them have fun with that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's smart. But like, dude, I'll tell you, it's funny that you said that. 
because uh, I told you I was just speaking with Chris uh, Kremitzos the other day, the guy who who founded Podfest. Yeah. I talked, we talked about that. And that was a take that I didn't think about. Cause I used to do the, I used to upload the videos on YouTube, but I, nobody watched them. And I was like, this is a waste of my time. Cause the video editing is a pain. Um, and so he then mentions like, he's like, look, you have to understand that YouTube is now going to a format where you can, you can close YouTube on your phone and you can still hear what it yeah, is. It's YouTube you're red. That's already, yeah. you got, you got to pay to have that, but right. yeah. But like that's that's happening, and he goes and and we're heading towards within the next five to ten years autonomous cars, and people are going to be absorbing content, more video content again. Yeah, and I mean, right there's already cars. Audience. There's already cars coming out podcast ready in, in right. their in their stereo systems. Right, which is which I love. It's super awesome. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love it. And then we talked a little bit about Alexa. Um, you know, it's such a small percentage right now, but you got to be there. Like if you say Alexa, play the growth that movement. Um, podcast she plays the last episode um, interesting just, yeah it's cool um, but it's like less than one percent of people are listening that way right okay. now but that's gonna I, I imagine that's gonna explode at some point once they really figure out how I, I always tell people I mean I don't consult at your level but I've had I've helped a few friends of mine you know get their podcast going or colleagues I've met and I just tell them like listen if it feels right go for it don't yeah. don't kill yourself running a podcast but it needs to be passionate. You got to enjoy it. Uh, I you have to look forward to getting on the microphone on a Sunday like you and I. <laughs> but yeah. that's the point. And but don't. That's, that's why I'm like I'm not going to overly edit my YouTube. I I want it to be more real behind the scenes like this. You people are just watching, just like when podcasting. You feel like you're eavesdropping in on a conversation. I I I want to see how that does on the video front. And I've seen a massive spike. I went from like three hundred followers on my YouTube this past year to over 1600 and I haven't done all I'm doing is just posting but now That's YouTube cool. sees me as a contributor because I'm posting minimum two videos a week because I'm releasing two shows a week let alone yeah. any other video content that I do so the here's the other thing thanks to Zoom I've tested this on and off but if I pay to add the webinar feature in on Zoom which I've done on and off I can make this right now live on Facebook this whole time. I've done that yeah. on a couple of podcasts and I can do this. I guess I can not do that and I could sync it to YouTube, but I can go live on YouTube right now. So I'm considering possibly launching YouTube live. I just don't want to freak out my guest co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't mind going live, but there's a, definitely a lot of people that are like, Oh no. And they get nervous and then they hold back. People get nervous on this. Like, they're like yeah. Oh, Oh, we, we are doing video. Like if you notice when, I don't know if you had a, you're an admin or somebody, or you, you signed up on my show. Yep. I remind people in the form. I'm like, this is audio and video that way you're not being blindsided. So I had somebody like, Oh, hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me go put my makeup on. I'm like, what? I don't know. Okay. Do what you got to do. Put your makeup on. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go do your thing. <laughs> I, I, I use video all the time um, because I want to connect with people, but I don't, I don't share out the video nine times out of 10. Like if it's a big, so, I just had Drew Lynch on my show and he's a comedian, but he also has 1.6 million followers on YouTube. Wow. So I, and like, so what the first, he was on my show two years ago and that video ended up doing 21,000 views on YouTube. Everything else on YouTube, my YouTube is like seven views. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to share that. I shared Burt Kreischer out uh, on YouTube because he's, you know, people love seeing his reactions to stuff, but. Well, my, my methodology here is listen, you and I are taking an hour out of our day to record a show. Why not double dip, score some audio, score some video? And then because I'm a branding and a marketing guy, I want to help people 
like people, not everybody has a huge following. So if I can generate you, my guest co-host, some new content, you've got extra material that you could use down the road or right away in your marketing, add it to your site, embed it, you know, link it to your YouTube. Like I want to give as much as I can content wise. And then the ball's in your court, you know, do what you want with it. Exactly. No. And, and you're spot on. I just, uh, I did, I just don't want to spend the time like you're, (laughs) but but you're, you're a hundred percent spot on with that. Like it should Dude, the more places your content is, first of all, it just helps you with your SEO. It helps people find you. It does all that stuff. Like, no brainer. And, and now after speaking with you and Chris, I'm like, do I go back to video? Do I start doing that again? I guess I'm going to. I mean, all my episodes are on YouTube, but there's no video. Like, it's just a picture. Oh, uh, you see, uh, Vinny was doing that a, way, a while back, and then they stopped doing that. I've He now has a Zoom account, but I've only convinced him to use it a couple of times. He doesn't like change. And I'm like, dude, just embrace it, man. Just Yeah. Because every time I listen to your podcast and I hear you complaining about Skype performance, I'm like, I showed you how to use Zoom. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, so I, I do use Skype um, yeah. and Ecamm, uh, but I'm thinking about switching over to Zoom. Because I've had, because for, for years, I never had, everybody's saying their issues with Skype. And I was like, I haven't had any. And now recently I've been having them. Because so. every, dude, Skype is a huge platform. I'm not taking, I'm not trying to rip too heavily on Skype. It's an amazing technology. It's been around a long time. Uh, my issue with it is that every new podcaster, as you've hinted, wants to use it because that's what everybody wants to do. And yeah. I'm not software based. I mean, right now, all this audio is actually being offloaded through my through my mixer board into a different Zoom, uh, the Zoom H5. I have a digital recorder here. That's what I travel yeah. with, too. So that way, if all this shuts down, I could just hit pause. Internet and everything comes back up and I just keep going. <laughs> Cause I don't want to do a crazy amount of editing. <laughs> so, right. No, um, totally. Yeah. And that's what I, uh, Skype, Skype burned me a couple times and I'm like, I don't have the time. I don't want to like make my guests come back and then I got to rebook the show. And then I, I was like, uh, no, I'm, I'm anal that way. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> Dude, I, I just bought a, a, uh, an APC. Is that the brand? The, the backup battery cell. So now my internet routers can't go down. <laughs> That's awesome. I have everything. I, I built a little tech closet uh, in the laundry closet, and I have a. It's a very, very professional looking now. But I have. I, I upgraded the modem, upgraded the Wi-Fi router, and then I installed the backup battery because two weeks ago, for the first time in two and a half years, my entire house had a heart attack, and the internet went down. Ugh. Now, luckily, my guest host, like you, was still waiting there. So once the internet got rebooted, I'm standing here, and I'm like, so I hit pause. And I'm standing there, and Zoom actually didn't lose a beat. So because I was, I was, it was, it, Zoom did a thing because it's a cloud. I don't know. And <laughs> as soon as the internet came back up, like you were there. Yeah. So I just had to hit unpause on Zoom and unpause on my recorder and we kept going. But yeah, I just cool. didn't want to deal with that again. So, yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. That's, it's tough. I mean, I've definitely had like, they'd freeze up. And it's like, oh gosh, what, what's happening here? Like I'm. Uh, that's well, you know good. the hack with, with uh, Skype, right? The no. audio versus video uh, data pipes. Oh, like so if you if you turn off the video. But no. So if you want maximum performance, don't even turn the video on. When you start the Skype call, if you activate uh, video, it puts you into a different data pipe for performance than just pure audio. So a lot of people thought that, oh, I'm just going to turn video back off and I'll be fine. No, you're still stuck in that pipe. So if you want 
maximum performance on Skype, you should disconnect the call and reconnect with your cameras off on audio only. I only know that because I spent a few years in the IT space and I know how this stuff works. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I did not know that at all. Yeah, Sarah, I didn't think I'd be able to share anything with you that you wouldn't know. I'm like, all right, I got one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't know that at all. That was that was yeah. Skype, uh, their 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 network will dump you into a different performance pipe because now they're worrying about streaming audio and video and they're not going to take you back out of that just because you turned your camera off. You're already in the pipe. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, the little things I learned. Yeah, that's crazy. I, that's really good to know because now I think about it, like when I've turned video off in past, like it hasn't really helped. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So there's your hack, ladies and gentlemen, anybody else listening to this, you using Skype start, or if you want, start with the cameras on, say hi, like, all right, real quick, just for technical performance, let's try and get maximum audio. Let's disconnect our cameras. Let me hang up, reconnect with you, and then we're going to rock, rock out. So it's an extra step, but it's worth it if it's going to give you better performance. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I saw – well, I saw that you um, you did a live video with Andre at his house. Yep. But then the, I noticed the audio on your show was different. I was like, oh. Yeah, so that's just a lapel mic a high power yeah. lapel mic that I run from the iPhone on my tripod to on his desk. But yes, because I have my zoom digital recorder, I'm we're physically recording with the high end, not, not this, but a high end, you know, dynamic mic. So I use, these are all XLR here on, these are all XLR high end cables, the three prong cables that like yeah. uh, professionals, broadcasters and musicians use. So, yeah. um, it's just that's how it is. So like I told you about the live studio that I record in, they have all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a great setup. Yeah, yeah. I have like four other microphones here in my, in my kit. So I could literally run four mics at a time on this zoom and the, the, the recorder itself. Um, right. Right. And that's why I've done live podcasts in a Starbucks because with a dynamic microphone, it's only focused on what's here. So I've, I've been worried about coffee grinding sounds and then I go and listen to the episode later and you don't even hear it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, that's, that's really cool. Actually. Um, I, yeah, I got to invest in that stuff, man. I just don't have it. Dude, it's cheap too. I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, this is expensive. This was like a $300 microphone, but, um, and I started the show with this only because I had a guy who know audio come over with a buddy of mine. He's like, dude, let's test some different mics. And we tested this one. He said, you got to stick with that one. I said, why? He's like, he's like, you sound like a, 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 a mix between Howard Stern and, and like Barry Manilow. And I'm like, is, is that a good thing? And he's like, well, I'm an audio engineer. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, you sound great. He's like, just go with it. I <laughs> love that. I didn't know. Uh, y'all have a newbie. So, Like I said, man, you've got, a, you've got a great podcasting voice. Thank you. I mean. Yeah. And I like to tell people I have a face for podcasting. So you know, <laughs> it, it works out. I, I've been told I, I, I've got the gift of gab and, and I don't look too bad. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'll get into the public speaking and, you know, cause I have no problem getting on stage and talking to people. So, yeah, man. And, uh, and public speaking can become really profitable. Like my friend, Tom Singer, he's in the top probably 10% out of all public speakers. He's, he's killing it. Multiple six figures a year, only speaking. He doesn't, I mean, he has a podcast, but he doesn't monetize the podcast, but no, you don't have to. And now, well, yeah. I'm, now I'm actually going to be releasing my first book. I mean, probably the only book. I don't know. I don't, I'm really, I don't like writing. Um, and you'll appreciate this. I wrote the entire book doing audio transcription. So I did not write the book. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So now who fixed that? Cause audio transcription is not. Perfect. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a great app called Otter, uh, like the animal O T T E R dot AI. It's, it's, yeah. a you know, artificial intelligence. So when I'm traveling on business, I was just, I would 
have the iPhone in my car through Bluetooth and I would just talk. And 10, 15 minutes, I'm guaranteed at least a thousand word chapter. That's how I did you know, all the chapters of the book. But now I'm in the pre-editing phase where I have to go back in. I've already exported all the files as text. The app exports them. I load them into Word. But now I got to rebuild the paragraphs and all the structure. But I, yeah. ha- I have each, each chapter has its own Word document now. I just have to go through and do all the initial editing. And then I'm going to I have a few other people that I know that do book editing. I want them to kind of take a peek at it and, and then I'm going to self publish. So, uh, using the Amazon platform. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that'll be another fuel for the fire, so to speak on, uh, you know, maybe increasing the public speaking side of it because the book is going to be about me when I serve, not me specifically, but the, the world of hotshot wildland firefighting, uh, which is how I left the corporate space and it changed my life. And I want to donate the proceeds of the book to fallen firefighters because that's it's, cool. I've never lost respect of that, that profession. So yeah, man, I'll, I'll definitely be buying your book. So you just sold a book <laughs> and it's not even out yet. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, one thing I learned from great coaches over the years, and I know you, you being a growth guy care about this is that, you know, why are we doing all of this? Right? Like what is, what is the legacy that mm. you're trying to leave behind? That's something that I've really amplified from going to all the Thrive Make Money Matter events. So I look for that in an event now. I want to see the growth. I want to see you know, people like you who care enough to try and help people build these legacies and inspire and motivate other people because that's how my brand started. Like Live the Fuel actually stands for Live the Fired Up Epic Life. That's what it started with because I loved – I started with a Facebook page posting motivational and inspirational images and content. Yeah. So That's cool. Yeah. So you I love get that. I, I love. I was wondering what that, I, I should have asked you that because I was wondering what that where that came from. That came from a few coaching sessions with Michael O'Neill, and then a whole wall of post its because I took every key word that meant something in my life, and I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like I skydive and I'm firefighter and uh, a crossfitter, like all the crazy sports I do, mountain biking, racing, all that. And I took every like you know epic, you know epic is big in the skiing space, and and fired up because I'm always fired up. I'm too much energy. And I have fire in the logo and all that. It, just, it was a very long branding exercise many years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. It's it's a great brand. It definitely is a great brand. And and uh, yeah, and and you had a good coach. I've heard great things about him. And um, I actually, him and I spoke at the same event, but I never talked to him. I didn't talk to him when we were, when we were there. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he lives in the San Diego life. You know, he's got some great Dude, weather. So many podcasters are in They're San Diego. All, everybody's oh, moving to San Diego. All I, I ever love, hear from them is, why don't you move to San Diego? I love that you and I are here in Pennsylvania. So. That's right, dude. And it's so funny because my friends are like, dude, move out here because there's a ton of podcasters in San Diego. I go, dude, I live in, in Reading where I live like a king. Yeah. If I moved to San Diego, I'd be broke as shit because you live in a one-bedroom apartment paying three grand a month. Yeah, dude. No thanks. No. It's just not for me, man. I go to San Diego. I love it there. It's beautiful. Yeah, uh, but I'm the same it. way as you. Like I, I have goals here. I need to. I want to. Uh, in the next five years, I need. To, I want to start increasing some real estate investments and stuff like that. Like I can't do that there, nah, no. dude. I, may, no. I shouldn't say I can't. I don't like that word. But I just choose not to because I want to make more money. So I totally. can. I can create more change in the world. Well, you're not gonna do dude, that in I, San Diego I, market. <laughs> uh, there's something that I talk about all the time. It's called ROI, which is return on impact. Ooh, a little so, flip on the word there. I like that. Yeah. So right. I, you know, my goal is always make an impact with everything that I do. I end almost every conversation with how can I help you? Um, and I'm genuinely honest about that. Like that's how I've built relationships with some of the top influencers, billionaires, whatever you want to say that are like, 
I'm the last person that should be having the friends that I have. Like, let's be real. At a 1.7 GPA, my, my junior year of high school, my mom had a 20-year opioid addiction. My dad was in jail. Like, all signs pointed to, you're going to suck, kid. Um, and I was fortunate enough that I've always thought of something bigger than myself. And, and I go, well, how do I make an impact in this world? And I know that if I make the right impact, I'll have it returned to me tenfold without even thinking about it. Hmm. Um, that's why I'm holding my event in Reading. Like my podcast lit- gets played everywhere, right? Yeah. I could have it in Philly. I could have it in New York and sell more tickets doing that. Um, but I'm holding it in Reading because I want to make an impact here in Reading for the city. That's it one needs- thing I appreciate about Andre. I mean, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's always, that's why I wanted to come to him this time because he and I have always met up here in Allentown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna come down to you, man. Let's let's hang out. Did you meet so. his pig? Yeah. What is up with that? I was not ready for that. I grew up on a. I'm a farm kid, dude. Like I'm way. I mean, I I was like, dude, I I eat that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I walked in. I had no idea. The first time I ever walked in his house, I was like, what is that? Oh, he's like, oh yeah, I have a pig. I feel like that's something you tell people before they come over to your house. I mean, what was it? At least in the the dog crate. Well, in his I case, was, pig crate. So it was, and we were recording something, and he kept making noise, so we had to let him out, and then it came over and tried to eat my shoelaces. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a small pig either. This, Ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about, like, a guinea pig. Yeah. Like, like we're talking a big pig. I mean, it's not full-blown sow hog level, like, production pig, but I don't know. What do you think the weight is on that? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be 50 pounds. At least. At least. At yeah. least. Like, he's I mean, the size. Gotta... Our coon hound. Yeah, that, that might be 80. I don't. Jeez, it's got some yeah. girth. I mean, <laughs> feed it popcorn. He feeds it popcorn. It's so bizarre, man. But I do, dude. Andre's got the great little cigar room down in the basement. Did you see that? Oh, we did. The, oh, he took me on the whole tour. His wife yeah. loves to design. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I told him he should put a studio down there in the cigar lounge. We 100%. we actually were thinking about recording in there, and uh, I was worried about the audio. So the the lighting is not the best in that. And room the lighting. Either. Yeah. 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 yeah, but the cigar lounge was legit. I mean, I'm it's, like, yeah, his basement's insane. Is yeah, yeah they, they put a lot of work into that house. I know they're proud of that house, and yeah. you know his wife works hard. He works hard. Uh, I, I mean, I'm always he and I talked about it on that episode. I was like, dude, I'm excited to see your growth always continuing. Um, he sets a good example for somebody like me who I've never been married, and now I'm getting married. But I was like, dude, more power to you, man. Like you're, you're an inspiration. So he's a, he's definitely a, one of those hashtag super dads. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing it right, man. And, and I'm, I, I feel blessed that he's a, fr- a good friend of mine that I, I, we get coffee at least once a month. Okay. Um, I didn't know you guys I, connected that much. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good dude. He's coming to my event. So I'm excited about that. And so if you guys are listening to this, and you want to meet Andre, this guy with the pig that we're talking about, his pig <laughs> won't be there, but he'll be there. Andre uh, young of you evolving now. So yes. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Well, I mean, I, I love all of our brands, man. Like you got, you know, I've, I'm with the fuel, right? You got a growth now movement. We got you evolving now. Like, this is, these are the people hearing this. These are the people. And I'm not saying me. I'm saying my my co-hosts here. We're talking about these are the people that you need to be getting yourself outside of your comfort zone and connecting with. You know, don't knock it till you try it. I mean, come to the event and then, okay, maybe you don't get something out of it. I find it hard to believe because it's called growth now movement. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand why you wouldn't get something out of that. And from the influencers that you already have lined up, that's pretty solid <laughs> for yeah. your first event, by the way. So Yeah, I, dude, I already have three speakers for next year too. You've already lined so. up next year's lineup? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild, man. I Like I said, I, I feel blessed. And the people that I have for next year, 
I didn't think they would say yes. And I was just talking with them about the event and they're like, Hey, do you need another speaker? And I was like, I, I don't, I'm packed, but if you want to do it next year, they're like, I'm in. So I feel blessed, man. I like, I can't, I can't say that enough. I feel like I over say it, but it's, it's, I, I wake up every single morning and I feel blessed that I get to live the life that I'm living right now. I'm fired up for you too, man, because I I'm tired of people always saying, and I'm guilty of this. Like the few times I I've popped through Reading over the years, I would never really looked highly on the market. Right. <laughs> Let's be yeah. real with some of the inner city urban areas, but like, you know what? Allentown has got the same problems, you know, and challenges. I don't call them problems. Right. We'll call them challenges, opportunities to improve. And you know what? Like, dude, I love the fact that you're staying true to your home and representing. So, yeah, thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it, it, it means so much. Like I, I try everything I, I try and do, I try and make it a win, win, win. Like who else can win beyond just the two people involved? Um, and I was like, let's just do the whole city of Reading. And, and uh, also fortunate enough that Inc.com will be there to cover the event post event. Dude, that's legit, um, by the way. I mean, yeah. that's strong. And I didn't pay for that, by the way. There's people that pay to be on list. I did not pay to be on that list. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> they're, they're just that confident in you. Um, I was fortunate, you know, it, it is a, 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 oh, as far as them coming into the event. So yeah. the guy who wrote the article that I was on the top eight podcast, um, yeah. he happened to listen to my show. Okay. So he put me on the list. Um, he's then coming to my event and he's like, yeah, man, I'll write an article about it. I'll bring my, my assistant. We'll write an article about it. We'll, we'll get it covered. Um, and that's, that's such a big win for not just the event year over year, but for Reading, like to say this, uh, this entrepreneurial event or this forward thinking event is being held in Reading when everybody looks at Reading and goes, what are, who cares? Right. <laughs> First of all, they think it's reading. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like Lancaster versus Lancaster, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the dude, like the funny thing is I actually grew up in South Jersey. I've just lived my whole adult life. I was in born Reading. in Jersey. Yeah. Nice. What part? Uh, uh, Flemington, Hunter okay. County. So nice. near, yeah, near I, I grew up in ocean city. So like on the beach, Oh, dude, I um, used to bike down there every year. I did the cities of the shore, Oh, I, used yeah. to, I used to raise money for MS every year. Do the, I did the 150 miles. Yeah. I'm a huge cyclist. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. Actually. 150 miles is no joke. Well, we, no, well, we, we actually always did 175. I mean, even though it's the MS 150 for crazy people, they give you the option on day one to do hundred miles just on day one. So we always did that. We, we, we like to maximize everything. So clearly, uh, clearly <laughs> I, I see this. That's a little, that's a little intense. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I get bored. Wow wild um but yeah so like i said i i, I try and have everything be a win-win-win and um i looked at it as an opportunity it's a little bit harder um but at the same time like what is it hard I, again i had i said this at dinner last night to that girl i was like listen if life was meant to be easy i mean it'd be really freaking boring i kept it that simple i'm like how boring would life be if everything was easy there's yeah. no growth. Growth comes from the suck, from embracing the suck, the challenges, the roadblocks, the speed bumps, whatever you want to call them. That's where the maximum growth happens. A hundred percent, man. I, I wrap up every single one of my podcast episodes with the same question. And that is in your life, what has been your biggest moment of growth? Um, and it's always the rock bottom moment. It's always the, 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 Oh shit, what am I going to do next moment? Yep. Uh, always. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and it, and that's everybody, by the way, like I, I asked that question to prove a point, like these people, even though their life looks great now, like it always, it hasn't always been that way. And I want to give, I want to give hope to the hopeless. I want people to understand that, like, just because I came from a certain background or where I'm even at now, like that stuff doesn't matter. What matters are the choices you're making today to get to the next level for tomorrow. 
um, because dude, all we have is right now. And so often people think that they're, they are their past, they are their story, but that's the reason they are not, that's not who they are. So I've, I've discussed that multiple times on my show too. My own transparencies that has grown and my own, uh, willingness to share vulnerability through this show. I've had to grow. Like th- I tell people all the time, podcasting has actually helped me grow as a person. It's forced, it, it's allowed me to get even more transparent, even more vulnerable. And I, that's now manifesting into my relationship better and everything else in my life. And the, the flow of energy is just profound. And, yeah. but, but that doesn't happen overnight. I, I, the common th- phrase that I put in here, being the health and fitness nuts, like, dude, you got to put in the reps, right? It's like, dude, yeah. it's going to suck in the beginning, guys. All right. Trust me, that, that CrossFit comp I did yesterday, I mean, my team came in third for our, for our division. I was proud of that. I got a, another That's medal awesome. on the wall. Thanks. But I was like, I also came off of displacing a rib in my back two weeks ago. And Ugh. yesterday at the end of the workout, I almost passed out because I still can't breathe properly. I didn't think about it, but I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to bow out. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? But Wild. you still went through it. I didn't back down. So, cause then I, then I had that feeling of what if, right? You don't, I don't want the what if in life, you know, yeah. I, if you're going to make a mistake or if you're going to fail, let it fail. Cause then you're going to, those are those powerful things you can carry into the next steps. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. I love, I love all that. I got to get you yeah. connected too to another guy, by the way, I think he lives in Maryland or Virginia. Um, I had him on my show and I went on his show. His name is Trey Downs, your superior self. You ever hear of him? Yeah. I don't know that one. No. He's a newer podcaster, but, uh, he's very inspiring, very moved, but he's, he's all about helping the blue collar world. Cause that's where he comes from. And, uh, I mean, here, you'll get a kick out of his logo. I'll do a little screen share again here for the the video watchers, but he was on episode 231. So I love the whole little, little animation he did there on the graphic where it's like, Hey, he's got the plaid shirt slash suit going on there. So, oh, that is cool. Right. I thought that was yeah, cool. That cool. So, but he's like, I a, think, I've seen that he might actually reach out to me on Instagram. Okay. Um, I think, cause I've seen that. I have seen that logo before. Well, he, he just messaged me the other day. Cause he's like, dude, he's like, actually he tagged me on social media because I was on his show and he said, that that episode crushed it. He's like, dude, you crushed it. He said, my listeners love that episode. I was like, then that's all I could ever ask. Cause like, if I could help you grow your show and people love the content, I mean, thank you for letting me know that it makes me feel better because that's all. Yeah. If I go on somebody else's show, I want to bring it, man. Like they're, they're honoring me by letting me come on their show. Like, I'm not going to exactly. like pull punches. Let's go all in. Yep. Dude, it, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and that's how I look at it. When I guess I try, I try my best to at least add some sort of value. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out. Like I've realized sometimes I'm at the, after an interview, I go, what the hell did I just say? You ever yeah, do but that? Dude, like there's all these different nuggets you dropped in today, not just podcasting tips, but growth tips. And, and like the question that you do at the end of all your episodes, I love that. That's so simple and clean, but if you could leave people thinking at the end of an episode like that, because I, I don't yeah. do that exact way, but like actually to help bring our show to a close, you're going to be giving us some final words. I have all my guest co-hosts help close the show out because I'm like, hey, is there an all-encompassing message that you are trying to get out to the world? Back to that point I have on legacy, right? What's the legacy you leaving behind? Is there something inspirationally, inspirational you want to leave behind? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll close the show out, but I'd rather have it you know, end on your words. So yeah. And actually on that note, we've been rapping for a while. Maybe we want to do that. 
Yeah, man, for sure. I'd, I'd We're love totally to. over our time slot. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. I, lo- I love the conversation. Hopefully everybody else listening loves the conversation. Uh, that's the goal. I mean, hey, yeah. the, the people are listen- are used to the long format. That's the way it's always been, and I'm not going to stop it. So, yeah. No, I, lo- I loved this conversation because it was, it was truly a two-way conversation. Like it wasn't like, yeah, I loved it, man. So I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate you having me on, Yeah, you know, and, and to the, to everybody listening, like the reality is this, like wherever you are in life right now, that's exactly where you're supposed to be. And I think sometimes we often think we're supposed to be something different than we are, but we're not. So you are exactly who you're supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, if you want to make the future better, you have to make choices to get better, right? You have to take that first step towards growth. You have to take that first step towards the goal because you're not going to get that goal overnight. Um, and what, what all that matters is really the journey. And so what I say to everybody is it doesn't matter where you come from and it doesn't even matter where you are right now. What matters are the decisions you're making today to move forward, whether that's going to live events like we talked about, whether that's listening to this podcast, whatever it is, you're making the right choice right now. So step forward into the person you're supposed to be. Dude, now that's some final words. Oh, got me fired up, dude. I, I'm actually going on somebody else's podcast in 25 minutes. Like, you just juiced me for her. Um, and actually, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's known as Amy J. Um, she does podcasting for Joe Pardo with MapCon and everything else as well. So she, she's awesome. I, I, it sounds like we both have huge networks. I could throw yeah, people man. your like, way. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to, to make connections where connections can be made and um, you know, let me know how I can help in any way, shape or form. And hopefully we can connect since you're so close, connect and grab a coffee. Oh, dude, I'm a road warrior. I did 37,000 miles in 2017. I have to, I have to on I, your bike. No, no <laughs> that'd be, that'd be sick. I, I, I would have to kick my own ass for that one. That'd be crazy. Uh, yeah. no, that was, that was the car. Uh, shout out to Subaru. They, they make an amazing vehicle. Um, I just do a lot of travel for business, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down in Reading every few months anyway. So or, th- or at least passing through that area. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do one last screen share for the video watchers to show some respect to that YouTube life. But again, his brand, growthnowmovement.com. And a reminder, you can actually hit G as in George, N as in Nancy, M as in Mary, GNMlive.com to get directly to the conference information. Uh, because guess what? I'm going. So if I'm going, that means you have to go. So it's right here in Reading, Pennsylvania. If you're within the tri-state area or you're a jet setter and you're looking for something new, uh, you might want to check it out. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another Live the Fuel show. Uh, Again, we're always here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. We definitely did that today. So tune in next time, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.